The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, the world's strongest man, a world champion in not one, not two, but three different sports. Mark Henry and I talk as we always do on a Falls Count Anywhere Friday, our good friend Justin Labar. We cover all the hot topics in the week that was in pro wrestling. And how about this? Talking about one of the big things in pro wrestling right now is AEW Dynamite moving back to Wednesdays, going back on the road. And who better to talk to than best friends Trent and Chuck Taylor, Chris Statlander, and of course, Orange Cassidy, right now on the Busted Open Podcast. A little bit of normalcy back in the week for pro wrestling, Justin. Having AEW on back Wednesdays. This is the first time since before Double or Nothing that we've seen AEW on a Wednesday night. Oh, it's such a relief. So good to have it back in the schedule. I mean, like, you know, I didn't do any... AEW Wednesday night podcasting with Wrestling Inc. Because, you know, because we it was all over the place with Fridays and Saturdays. So it's good to be yeah. back. It's good for them. Uh, you know, I mean, that, that's and, and I mean, they did the they did a really good job. The numbers show it. They did a really good job even in that month having to be pushed around on the, on the channel guide because of um, NBA playoffs. You know, they held a pretty good audience. You know, the audience followed them around, uh, you know, relatively speaking, which I think, you know, good on them and good on, on the loyalty of their audience. But yeah, good to have them back on Wednesday. Good to see. I mean, it just felt like a normal show. Uh, now, granted, it's still a Daly's place, and it's not in, in, in a bigger arena, which they're going to start moving to next week when they go to Miami. But yeah, just having the sound of five thousand people there again, and um, you know, just being able to look that hard camera shot, having just you know rows and rows of people there on the stage, just uh, reacting, exciting. It's just breath of fresh air. Two more Thunderdome weeks, I think, for WWE. It is at this point. Uh, can't can't wait to get the, those. Can't go. These are going to be the slowest two weeks ever with Thunderdome. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> So yeah, but yeah, good for good for AEW back, and the numbers did good. I mean, they think they did like eight hundred and eighty three thousand. I think is what we yeah, will be close to nine hundred thousand. Uh, yeah, yep. and that's 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 with competition on, on television. Uh, you know, significant playoff competition. So that's a great sign for them. Is now they can start to you know get back in and rebuild some momentum with the stories uh, and, and the characters. And I really like too at the end of AEW Dynamite from this past Wednesday. The little the, the little package that they had together for Jacksonville. I thought that was really classy because, you know, that 
Daly's place and Jacksonville and that fan base and that city really stood with AEW during an extremely difficult time. Yeah, it was it was very classy. It was a nice touch by the company. It it hit all the feels. It, it really did. The you know the whoever the editor or editors were, it really hit all the feels of of uh, you know remember what it was like at the start of this pandemic when you know God we had no idea where, when the light was going to come and you have that then you then you see some happy awesome moments uh, of course the the real uh, tragic hit of, of Brody Lee I mean it, it hit all the feels and you know it's cool because you know WWE has always been you know we always uh, no matter no matter what our critique is of booking or whatever we always say WWE always wins in the production room though they always their, their editing team their production team the way they put together those hit me with all the feels packages that they've been known to do that, you know, you know, tremendously for the last 25, 30 years. So it was cool to see another wrestling company here on national TV, uh, delivering, delivering the same kind of stuff. I I'm, you know, I'm a production guy, a broadcasting guy by trade and by, by degree. So I, I have a extra appreciation for that mm-hmm. stuff. So I, I thought that was a really nice way to end the show. And I, I was curious when they, they, when the match ended and there were still four minutes to go in the hour, I was like, what are we going to, what, what do we got going on here? Four more minutes of shenanigans and, the fact they used three minutes of that with that, that video package, I thought was really well done. It was emotional too. Like, you know, seeing Brody and uh, the, the good and the bad of what happened during the pandemic and the opening statement from Cody. Uh, it was pretty damn, you know, it was a tearjerker. It really was. And there's something, and again, every company did their best during really, really tough times, you know, and AEW is lucky to have Daly's place and the WWE did their best with the Thunderdome. But like Justin, like you said, these next week, next two weeks can't come by and get through this fast enough because I'm just tired of the Thunderdome. I don't think anyone's going to look back at the Thunderdome and say, wow, that was that was awesome. But, you know, with Daly's place, it's different. You look at Daly's place and how beautiful it was at times, too, with the sun setting in the background during some matches and things like that. Like Daly's place really is going to have a little bit of, you know, sent, you know, nostalgia and sentimentality to it. Unlike the Thunderdome for the WWE. Yeah. You mentioned nostalgia wrestling fans. We're nostalgic by nature. Uh, we love when they do throwback shows and vintage this event. You know, we love when they do old school raw. I guarantee nobody will be ever clamoring or requesting. And if they ever do, I'll slap them in the mouth. Hey, it's 2023. I think we should have an old school flashback Thunderdome show this week for for nostalgic sake. No, no more Thunderdome ever again. Um, no, no more. Uh, but yeah, Daily's Place to AEW can have a sentimental value. You're right. It, it, it did have some nice, nice visual features to it. I really wonder too. Hopefully, this is the last pandemic we ever deal with in our lifetimes. But I really wonder that you know, obviously it was it was it was good you know good fortune for Tony Khan and AEW that the fact that they have. You know the, mm-hmm. the property they have there with with Jacksonville Stadium and, and and Daly's Place right next to it. You know WWE. You know they're obviously their own facilities. You know we saw the Performance Center, but that you know not you, you can only spin that so many ways in terms of trying yep. to put on TV there each week. I really wonder if we will see WWE ever make an investment now sooner than later in another piece of an, another property or venue that they can own that they could take up residency to. Again, hopefully there's never a pandemic again. But even no pandemic, even if they say, hey, look, we want to spend these couple of weeks here and do a residency at a place that we own. And then when they're not there, maybe they can sublet it out. Basically like, you know, I, I, I'd be curious to see if they ever uh, go to invest in something like that, whether it be Florida, whether it be New York, uh, since those are their two backyards. But um, that's, that's something that's got me thinking lately as we're getting ready to move out of these residencies and back on the road. Um, we got the unfortunate news about uh, Del Wilkes, the Patriot who passed away at the age of 59 and, 
didn't see that coming. And somebody that over the course of time, in a lot of ways, has been has been overlooked. You know, he retired very early from injury and um, unfortunate news breaking last night, Justin. Yeah, real sad. Fifty nine. That's uh, too young. Um, yeah, you know, it, it, it's 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 good to see on his legacy that, at, you know, Obviously, he you know he worked you know he worked I believe AWA. He obviously worked all Japan in a couple stints. He had a stint in WCW, but obviously, you know probably most well known in America for his time in WWE. And it's it's pretty cool to to think about that. You know, unfortunately, he wasn't in WWE long. It was only really if you look at it, he was only on TV in WWE for like like six months in '97. But his character was such the perfect character at that exact time as the USA versus Canada storm is is going on with the heart foundation and then you know and sean and stone cold and everybody that was you know the the usa side you know he really made such an impact he was just the perfect guy and the perfect time for wwe um and so i think it's it's cool that it was only like i said five six months that he was on tv but that he is so well remembered i've seen so many people that quick that easily remember his matches against bret hart and such so i don't know i think that's uh i I think you know it's good but again sad 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 to hear uh 59 and thoughts go out to his family of course absolutely yeah. absolutely man, um that's that's one of those man that's so young man yeah it's like 59 <sighs> mark did you and i mark i apologize if this maybe was touched on earlier I, obviously you were there with the company in 97 did, did you did you have any memorable interactions with dell or you know anything? what i was such a young guy in the business like i just looked up to him you know shook his hand every time i saw him it was you know he was he was cordial he was one of the guys that actually wasn't jealous of me. Like he was, he was a nice guy. That's good to hear. Um, WWE made it official. Uh, they're making their return to Madison Square Garden. SmackDown taking place September 10th. The return to Madison Square Garden, Justin. And it got me thinking, and, and Bully and I were talking about that. And I know Mark has a lot of stories about wrestling at Madison Square Garden, but You know, in the world of the WWE, it seems like Madison Square Garden's been an afterthought for more than a decade now. I mean, Barclays is more of their flagship arena in this in the New York area, even more so than Madison Square Garden. So I'm wondering if this is is something we're going to see more of in the future for the WWE. It's a great question. You know, we touched a little bit on it last week. Um you know, yeah, it has been a long time since they've done a televised event at MSG. MSG does cost considerably more money for them to do TV at than the Barclays. That's a, one of the reasons why they they started running the Barclays, and that became their New York uh, go-to. And Barclays was newer and more modern and such like that. But, um, yeah, and no, nothing can ever replace MSG, you know, a house that the McMahons built. You know, just it's the, the, the mecca of, of sports arenas uh, for its history. So, yeah, this is exciting. And for a SmackDown, and it's right after the draft, so rosters will be reset. In theory, on paper, they should have their best. They should be putting their best foot forward. There should be no, well, this guy's hurt, or we've booked ourselves in a corner, and this person's over on this show. No, they have a chance to completely just reset everything. You know, they, they control the rules, move yeah. whoever they want. So this should be a show that, again, no reason that you can't be firing your best shot here uh, on July 9th. Or excuse me, on uh, on September tenth uh, at MSG. So yeah, very exciting. And yeah, do they? You know, it, is this the is this the start of a return there? I, I certainly hope so. I would love. To, I mean, you know, I I don't know if we'll ever see a WrestleMania there again. I know that it's just so it's so profitable for them to do these stadiums. I, I I just can't see that. But it would just it would be nice to see 
even if it is just TV, Raw and SmackDown, just see big premium episodes of the weekly TV shows every now and again at MSG again. Uh, that's It just has such a feel. Even, I said it to Mark last week, even back in the 90s when they did run MSG for, for Manias and for SummerSlams, you know, that's what they did. And, and occasionally they would do a Raw at an MSG. And whenever they did a Raw at MSG, it always was a huge draw. Always there was yeah. a big moment. Somebody returned. Somebody unmasked. Somebody turned on this person. So I, I would love to get that precedent back uh, in 2021 and beyond. I think, and I could be wrong, and I'm sure a nation member will call me out if I am. I think this is the the last the last time a SmackDown was at Madison Square Garden was April 28th, 2009. I could be wrong because I remember that date because it was also the first show for busted open. And I remember having the first show of busted open. And that night going to Madison square garden for SmackDown, Chris Jericho was your world champion at the time. And I, and I, and I think that was the last time we've seen a SmackDown at the garden. And then for me growing up, Justin, I know for you and Mark, especially you used to having monthly cards at Madison square garden. And it's been dwindled down to like, I think the last big show wrestling wise, that's been at the garden didn't even involve the WWE was ring of honor and new Japan. So it's going to be interesting because Madison square garden has always been, you know, the quote unquote Mecca of pro wrestling. I don't think that's the case. And I'm wondering Justin and Mark, if for a lot of younger fans for the, for the under 30 crowd of wrestling fans, if Madison square garden even has that mystique, and prestige anymore that's a good question like do they look at it like we look at it at 50 yeah i I don't i don't i don't know if that's necessarily true because they've got to see wrestling in stadiums consistently yep with over 50 100,000 people in it so jerry world you know the superdome or the smoothie center uh, what like all of these big football arenas now have wrestling in them. Yeah, I think maybe if the like the under thirty crowd, maybe if they're if they're big into history, if they're big on the network, if they if they if they're really big in watching history, hopefully they would see okay, like this is where Mania One was, where Mania Ten, Twenty, and this is where this you know hopefully they would see it, but uh, maybe they don't, you know, because to Mark's point, it, it, it we're used to you know MSG compared to again seeing it at, at Cowboy Stadium and seeing it at you know uh, you know uh, Mania at MSG doesn't look the spectacle that Mania has been for the last 15 years in the stadium. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm not sure. That'll be uh, again, something to kind of keep an eye on is what's W what is WWE's value? What do they value MSG at anymore? Uh, I'm trying to think, I mean, like, yeah, the, obviously you mentioned the uh, new Japan ROH show. Um, Dave was the last time WWE did a televised thing at MSG. I was at the survivor series where rock and Cena teamed up. Yeah, was that, that the was, last? That was Survivor. Yeah, that was um, that was Survivor Series. God, that was. I mean, I think you might be right, Justin. I can't I, think of another televised event at the Garden outside of that, and that's going they, back what? That's got to be. That's twenty twelve, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they done, they did some house. They've done some house shows there. That, you know, since you know. They, oh they, yeah, they, they have, always they, do like the holiday show. Like they have the holiday show there. But I think you might had, be right. I think it, you're talking almost 10 years ago since the last time they've had like a major televised event at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, they did a big special. Wow. Where they had, like like they had Lesnar at like a house show and the last. They did then a few of those. But yeah, I think I think the Survivor Series the last time I could think that they were on TV in the Garden. That's pretty crazy, Mark. I know for you, like you, you know, having your first 
time wrestling at the Garden. Like, I mean, you always hear that it means a little, a little bit more because it, it it's so. Madison Square Garden. And I don't know if a younger generation thinks that way anymore, Mark. No, but we, we just had Steve Austin on, and Philadelphia strikes him. Yeah. Houston. What was the other one that he named? Well, yeah, Chicago, right? When he was talking Chicago about the Rosemont, the Rosemont Horizon. Yeah. Like, there's, there's, there's arenas that make your heart flutter when you walk in those arenas, and especially if you know you're in the main event in that building. Bro, it does something to your soul. It's like going in church. I mean, it you get you get antsy and nervous, but you 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 have this prideful feeling of, man, I'm at the top of the game. Like I'm, I'm gonna go out here and represent, and, and that's 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 ultimately what you want as a pro wrestler to be looked at as the guy, and to have the opportunity to go out there and prove it. Sirius XM presents an exclusive podcast. Comic Con begins. Comics, science fiction, monster movies, Star Trek, fantasy, Star Wars. Learn how a group of high school comic book fans, children were going to the back of a dirty bookstore, started what became the biggest annual pop culture event in the world. Geeks are running Hollywood now. Comic Con changed my life. Comic Con begins, a six part series. All episodes available now on the SXM app. Download today, free for most subscribers. As a wrestling fan, you know it's hard. All the blood, the sweat, the tears, the chairs. It's a hard day out there. And do you know what tastes incredible after a hard day in the ring? A Mike's Hard Lemonade. You get all hot and bothered, and then you can cool off with an ice-cold hard lemonade. Since day one, Mike's Hard Lemonade has been making lemonade the hard way. They take three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked, from family farms and cold press them to create a taste like no other. They choose to do things the hard way because they know hard days deserve a hard lemonade. That's why for 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Find now in store, Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium malt beverage with flavors. Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. 
With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. We have Orange Cassidy, Trent, Chuck Taylor, Chris Statlander. Everyone, thank you for the time this morning. Oh, everyone was so Thanks scared. For having us. <laughs> I, I didn't want to say anything. Yeah. I didn't want to say anything. Six people is a lot at once. Hey, guys. Dave, I, I think I'm going to jump off right off the bat because, okay. you know, you know, I'm, I have a, a sensitive spot in my heart for anything that's science fiction. Uh, you, you're, you pick on me and Cody about Star Wars and all of that Awful. kind of stuff. But you know what, man? I just want to know what planet in the universe, and this is for Miss Statlander, what planet does the boop, what planet does that come from? I love it. So I I can't class, or it's classified information specifically what planet I'm from. It's, I, that's why I always say the Andromeda galaxy. It's a planet in the Andromeda galaxy. I just can't give the specific details because then okay. everyone's going to try and go there and find it and invade it. And I can't let that happen. Sorry. Okay, I get it. I get it. I just love the fact that, you know, we had to have some rules before the interview because when you're interviewing four people, you have to say the name. So you make sure, you know, nobody jumps on each other. And Mark chooses to say the name when he's talking about aliens and science fiction. Like anybody else was going to jump in and answer that question, Mark. I don't know. I bet you Trent Trent (laughs) loves Star Wars. He's a smart guy. Hey, I, I got right here. I've been doing the Millennium Falcon Lego. Oh! Table, right? Yeah, see, Dave? All right, yeah, because and Mandy, who's the best PR person in the business, knows that Cody and I have a little tension between each other because Cody obviously is a big Star uh, Star Wars fan, thinks it's the greatest movie franchise in history where I, I believe it's police Academy. That's my personal opinion. Star Wars is a little bit overrated. So Chuck, let me ask you, is that like one of the, you know, things that you need to do in order to be a part of the AEW family is to be a star Wars fan for crying out loud. Well, I know, I, I know our good friend, orange Cassidy's favorite movie franchise, and it's definitely not star Wars or police Academy. (laughs) Uh, it's definitely, uh, he's a fast and furious guy at his, at his down to his core. Wow. So a car guy. No, 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 no. (laughs) I think he likes, uh, superheroes, family and Coronas. That's, that's mostly (laughs) what it comes down to. And the rock has to be dripping wet. (laughs) A couple of weird things just happened. I don't know if everybody knows this, but, uh, uh, I just realized that Mark Henry's our coworker, okay? And then also, uh, Trent just showed him a, a Millennium Falcon that he's working on in a Lego set. So it was really bizarre for me to kind of realize all at once as I'm, we're doing this interview. So that's really fun for me. I'm having a great my favorite, time. 
my favorite part so far is that I can see a microwave behind Mark Henry, and I also have a micro microwave behind. Oh, me. look at you guys! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is how you bond. This is how you bond. Now, obviously, yeah, he's he's showing off. I'm redoing the same joke. Sorry. <laughs> AEW Road Ranger is next Wednesday. I want to get into that. But, you know, Trent, for you, I mean, all this time in Jacksonville, all this time at Daly's Place, now AEW Dynamite finding its home back on Wednesday nights at 8, P- 8 p.m. Eastern time on TNT. How good does it feel to travel out of Daly's Place and be back on the road again? I mean, I kind of feel like, you know the story, the little red hen? Mm-hmm. Nope. Where uh, she she makes the bread and nobody helps, and then finally everyone wants to eat the bread. I feel like a re- I'm not there. I feel like a reverse little red hen. I I'm not going to be on the road. I I just hurt my neck and had surgery, but uh, I'm very happy for all my friends. It's very exciting. I'm I'm like a I like watching wrestling a lot more when there's fans there. So uh, that's going to be great. Hey, I think Sue be, made that story sad. up, man. I don't I don't think that's a real story. The little red hen. <laughs> no, I've never heard that in my heard- life. <laughs> now that you said it, I, I remember. I remember. Not I said the cow. Not I said the other animal. Not there you I. Go. Nah, man. <laughs> then they eat bread. I'm looking to learn up. a lot. Learn a lot here. I busted <laughs> open. Appreciate that. All right. Uh, so for you, Chris, <laughs> next week at AEW Road Rager, uh, you're going to be teaming up with Orange to go up against Bunny and the Blade. Tell us about that. We're gonna we're gonna fight them. <laughs> we're gonna fight know. them. I love it. <laughs> but listen, you don't have to be nervous here. Like this is a place where you can express yourself. Yes. You can say the F word if you want to. Oh, oh I was worried. Oh yeah, you can drop an F bomb. We won't care. All right, let's all drop the F bomb in three. In three, ready? One, One two, two, three. three. Or, what are we saying? What's that? Foolish. <laughs> Foo- foolish. <laughs> oh, it's real, right. it is real. Little red hen. It, it is real. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what, what are we doing? Great for kids. Well, I think what's that, what, what, what my good friend, alien friend, uh, was saying was because. Oh, no, he muted. Oh, he muted himself. Either he's he's either nah, frozen or he does yeah, he's a really now. Good, yeah he, I, does a really he good impersonation his... of a statue. All right, so Chris, you're gonna have to pick up the slack here. Other than just a fight, <laughs> what else are you looking forward to next? I mean, because seriously, you're out ba- back on the road, fans again. I mean, this is a really good opportunity for you on national TV to show what you can do in the ring. Yeah. Uh... I'm I'm excited that we finally uh, get to have us teaming for once because mm-hmm. in the past on the indie scene we have teamed before so I'm excited to reignite the the friendship. I mean we we have the friendship already obviously now but now it's we get to show everyone what we can really bring to the table when we combine forces. Uh, Orange, do we have you back, Orange? I hope so. Okay, we got you. Great. All right. So we were talking about that the match that you're having next week at Road Rager with Chris. But one thing I wanted to get in with you is that, and, and I saw it firsthand at the old ECW arena a couple years back when you were with Tommy and Bully Ray. I was, the, I was actually the referee for that match. 
And just the, 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 the icon that you become, this pop culture icon, is that something that you saw coming? Because you have really grabbed that younger audience and attracted them to AEW. Uh, to, to answer your question, uh, without getting too much into it. No, okay. <laughs> Never, ever. I just put a denim jacket on and started wrestling. I mean, you know, whatever happened, happened. I'll, t- I'll tell you my favorite part about orange Cassidy, having known him for more than 10 years now is that I think everyone thinks he's like, the, I've said it before, but everyone thinks he's like this overnight success. Like, Oh wow. He showed up. And then he was the most popular guy. I watched him flounder on the Indies in front of 50 people who either didn't give a shit about him or hated him for years upon years. And it was basically just to make us laugh. And uh, seeing what he's become now is is, uh, shocking. If you would have told me 10 years ago, like, oh, yeah, you can buy his toy at Walmart. I would have been like, no. That's pretty cool. No, you can't. My biggest you know supporter is Zack Sabre Jr. And I swear, if that's the absolute <laughs> truth, Zack Sabre Jr. is my biggest fan. You can tweet him at it. Tweet him. I don't, does he have Twitter? Yeah. <laughs> he has been saying for years that you're his favorite wrestler. Like, before yeah. you blew up. Well, All right, I'll now, while... What, my, my, my son is, you know, he, he came to the first taping where I, where I showed up at AEW. And... I'm sure that he came up and said something to you, but he didn't tell you how big of a fan he is. Like he go, he walks around our house and he does the side shuffle kick, uh, and then he'll kick you and go, oh, just <laughs> like he's a nut. And I, I'm, I want the world to know how wild this interview is going without you being able to see this. We have. <laughs> Everybody except for Orange Cassidy has a pet. And Chris, I don't know what that is. Some kind of space reptilian thing. It's a bearded but, dragon. Okay. Does it, does it have a name? Boots. Boots? Okay. Now, you'll be able to see all this on the SiriusXM app because there's a lot of visuals that aren't going to come across on the radio. Yeah. But, yes, you know, oh, everybody's you got their pet stuff, out. We, I don't know wh- what happened in this interview where everybody has their pets out, which is fine. I love it. But well, I think that's I part of the mystique. Tr- first, uh, Chuck, his dog jumped up in, the, in his lap, mm-hmm. and then Trent was like, oh, yeah? How about this? I raise you a giant pit bull, and then Chris comes in with a a damn bearded space dragon. Yep, on her arm right now. <laughs> Named no, Boots. She's going, she's going crazy. You guys, guys got to watch the video version. This is a uh, this is real good stuff. Hey, if you the podcast version of this is going to be worth the price of admission in itself. There's there's no doubt about it. Now, Orange, I have one other quick question as well in regards to now that you're back out on the road, and we're going to see that obviously at Road Rager next Wednesday. But how difficult was it for you, you know, to do what you do in the ring because it's obviously a lot different than anybody else to be able to do that, not being able to be in front of an audience because you know when you were doing it on the indie scene when you first started doing it with AEW, you expected a big crowd reaction. How difficult? Was that for you? Well, uh, I'd be lying to you if I said, I, I, you know, I, I, I mean, 
I had to wrestle more, which, you know, I wasn't a fan of. Um, but luckily during all that time, a bunch of people, you know, like Chris Jericho and uh, the great Brody Lee, they pissed me off long, hard enough to make me actually wrestle. But um, now that the people are back, I can, um, you know, get back to doing uh, what I like to do, which is more of nothing. Well, you know, and I got to I got to wrestle next week. Oh, right, right, right. Chris might maybe wrestle a little bit this week. Well, th this brings up another point, Orange Cassidy, that, and I'm glad that we have the time to talk because I got to be honest, I'm a little upset because I have a daughter who's a big fan of yours. She's 17. She's going into her senior year of high school, and she's got the denim jacket, the whole look like you go. She's a big fan, and she's she's fucking lazy, man, because, you know, and it's like, well, look at Orange Cassidy. Look at He's in the main event on AEW Dynamite. He's got his own action figure at Walmart. Like Chuck was talking about. You, dude, you're making it more difficult for me as a parent. You got to understand, man. These kids look up to you. And you're an icon now. And you're succeeding at it. You're succeeding. You're not helping me with this, my friend. Uh, for the record, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I got one for all of y'all. How important... Is it and you could you could chime in all over that speak all at once over each other that'd be great too, but how important is it for y'all to be friends and to actually be friends and have each other on the road as a support system? Mm, good question. I hate every one of them. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> honesty's always good. It works. Yeah. <laughs> Just on everyone, we we none of us like each other. Yeah, it's all it's all an act. <laughs> Statlander got herself into a real a real pickle here. She doesn't know how much we all hate each other. <laughs> I know. Everyone is all really mean to me too for no reason. Mm -hmm. That's wow, true. People reptiles. are really mean to her backstage. I don't know why. Maybe it's cuz she's weird and she has a a stupid dragon as a pet, but <laughs> she, wore those, she wore those shoes that one that one time that weren't real Nike. Oh yeah. Then. Oh yeah. Back I led that I love stikies. Online. Please don't tell me you have some stikies. <laughs> they were the, the Back to the Future shoes, and they were still like $90 for them. But because of that, I didn't spend $15,000 on the actual ones, people are like, your mother should die. How dare you? <laughs> I was like, wow. What the wow. fuck? No. They got so mad at me. They, they hated it. And I was just like, I, I just thought they looked cool. I'm sorry. My bad. Yeah, we should have, we should have warned uh, Chris, you know, when you join the best friends, just enjoy Twitter for the rest of your life, hating you forever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it seems like the wrestling community right now with the help of social media, it's not the most healthy place. But, you know, I know that you guys are doing your part with AEW Dynamite. Honestly, this has been awesome. I'm glad that you all took the time out to come and be on the show. Loving what you're doing right now. Loving that AEW Dynamite is back on Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. on TNT. AEW Road Rager coming next Wednesday. You guys are back out on the road. It's going to be great seeing you in front of different audiences. Can't wait until we see you guys in September in the New York, New Jersey area, in Newark and Queens. It's That's going to be absolutely fantastic. I'm so glad that Mark is now a part of AEW as well. So for you, Orange Cassidy, for Trent, for Chuck, for Chris. Guys, thank you so much for 
for taking the time today. We really appreciate, appreciate it. Appreciate having you guys. And and Dora the Explorer <laughs> said that uh, Boots wants the name back. Boots is pooping in my hand right now. <laughs> oh. Okay, so uh, that that's wow. Uh, well, show the camera, and I thought show that. The camera. <laughs> well, and and there oh! you go. No. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Busted Open is part of the Sirius XM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Ed Robinson. The associate producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for Sirius XM. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.